Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Well, well, hello and greetings, and I trust that this, is, if this gets to your area. Before Thanksgiving, I wish you a happy and blessed fellowship time and time of gratitude for God's goodness. And I am mindful of those people who would not participate in Thanksgiving in America. I know this isn't popular, but it is a reality. The people whose foreparents were destroyed, subjugated, and isolated don't see Thanksgiving in America the way Many others, including myself, do, and I respect them and pray that they might forgive and enter into the spirit of gratitude for the things we enjoy in the United States of America. It's not perfect, but it has an abundance of positive things going for it. Sometimes we like to cover up realities with well, some histories matter, some seem not to matter. I don't think that Jesus would understand that, or appreciate that, I should say. I'm grateful to God for the abundance and the degree of freedom that most citizens enjoy, that is theoretically available to all students, whether or citizens of the U.S., whether they are on the mainland or living in some other territory, we are grateful for God and his provision. Having said that, I want us to be careful that we don't take for granted all that we have. I'm talking about the material, the degree of intellect, intellectual freedom, political freedom, religious freedom, I thank God for all of these and pray that this imperfect nation, since there is no such thing as a perfect nation on earth, and based on what the Bible teaches, what history teaches, what Jesus promises, it'll come. There is a day coming when Almighty God, through His Son, will straighten out the nations of earth, and he will reign forever and ever. I believe that. Now, I respect the fact that not everybody can accept what I'm saying, but I could be, I can't be, rather, a professing, Bible-believing Christian and not look at the facts. I'm waiting for the return of Jesus, one hymn writer wrote, This world is not my home. 
I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Now, consider it fanciful thinking, if you would, but that's what I believe. And I believe that God expressed his love for us in the person of his Son, the Lord Jesus. I believe in salvation that rescues man from eternal judgment. I don't think that when I'm dead, my body goes to sleep here, or somebody creates an accident or deliberately kills one person or another, that's not the end. The Bible says it is appointed unto human beings to die once, and after that, the reckoning, the judgment, God says he is going to judge the world of sin, of righteousness, of judgment to come. That's what the Holy Spirit is telling us today, and that day is coming. But it's not just a judgment day that's coming, a redemption day is coming, a day when those who have identified themselves with the Redeemer, the Lord Jesus, will stand in the presence of God, secure and made clean, not by your own works, not by my own works, but by the sacrificial atoning work of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, you have, you, I beg you to understand with me that I believe, I know, that millions of people perhaps listening to this talk today don't want to identify with a God who will judge sin, with a God who we profess gave his Son part of the Trinity to be crucified so that I might have eternal life. My friend, I can only pray that the Holy Spirit of God will bring conviction to your heart and bring you to a place of embracing Jesus as Savior. In the meantime, in the meantime, the Jesus theory, the Jesus message, the Jesus hope isn't just for tomorrow. It isn't as though some would say, if you are so heavenly-minded, then you can have no earthly use. Jesus said, while you are here on earth, I will give you empowerment. I have provided you instruction. You ought to love one another the way I love you. Love one another the way I love you. That's an extraordinary amount of love. He says, greater love has no man than this or no person than this that one should lay down his life for his friends. And then he says, you are my friends. You, you, and you, he says, you are my friends. If you do what I command, and what he commands is that we bow in repentance before God and embrace Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. Last week we talked about a family quarrel a brother wanting Jesus to settle the estate matters between his brother and himself. And Jesus used that opportunity to tell him, my 
appearance on earth as baby Jesus, as the one upon the cross of Calvary, as the one who ascended to heaven, as the one who promises to come again. He says, this time, I want to leave you here as living, breathing examples of a person, a boy, a girl, a man, made new in Christ Jesus. And I want you to have priorities that exceed your possessions. I want you to have priorities that supersede your poverty. I want you to know that in the future, in the sweet by and by we sing about, we sing about, I will straighten things out. But here I want you to live as though I were living through you. Let this mindset be in you, we read in the book of Philippians, the same as there was in Jesus, who though he was rich, for our sakes became poor, that we through his poverty might be made rich. Jesus, upon the cross, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He says they didn't understand that they were crucifying the Christ of glory, and in triumphant resurrection, he assures us, you don't have to worry. As they came to the place where this tomb of Jesus lay, Mary was weeping, and the angel said to her, why are you weeping? And she didn't understand it. She said, they've taken away my Lord. Oh, my friend, his earthly body had been removed from the tomb, but not by the soldiers, not by the frightened disciples, not by the Roman guards, but divine power had come to open the grave, and out walked this demaciated body that was torn and beaten a few days before. Because he is God in the flesh. He's not subject to death and decay. And he then said to his disciples, you have a responsibility. While I'm going back, I'm leaving you here, and Holy Spirit is coming to indwell you. And he is going to take the things of mine and reproduce them in you. Let me stop and ask you a question. Are you a professing follower of Jesus Christ today? Do you profess to be what the world calls a Christian? Then are you living the kind of life that Jesus set an example for us to live? You see, he could have called down ten legions of angels when there in the garden they arrested him. But this time he came to be a man, to illustrate to demonstrate, to speak about how to live a godly life in an ungodly world, how to shine as darkness, in as light in the darkness of a sin-darkened world, how to live with eternity's values in view in the midst of a throwaway society. And when he ascended from the Mount of Olives, before he was taken up. The disciples again approached him. Lord, is it time for the kingdom of Israel to be restored? They had an earthly perspective. Jesus reminded them 
that they had a job. The power of the Holy Spirit was going to come upon them and they should be witnesses. Ah, that's where you come in. That's where I come in. And somebody listening says, oddly, I want to be, but I'm not. I've still been wandering away from God. I've been turning off the voice of the Holy Spirit. And today I am saying, Lord Jesus, I repent. Come into my heart. Be my Savior and live your life through me until you take me home to be with yourself. My friend, if you're one of those who is doing that, God is listening. The Holy Spirit is prompting, and the world awaits your witness, and the world awaits your commitment. My friend, you aren't defined by how much you know, how much you have, how good-looking you are, how many connections you have. You're defined by your identification with Jesus. God loves you. Jesus died to save you. He wants to rescue you from the burden of sin that's weighed you down. Let him do it today. Or if you'd like to get more information about this new life in Christ, please get in touch with us at the Bible Speaks, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Right now, yield to Jesus. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International. Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.